With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to more of the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Tech Vibe Radio made possible through the generous support of Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney PC at BIPC.com. Chorus Call at ChorusCall.com. C-Leveled at C-Leveled.com. Pittsburgh International Airport at FlyPittsburgh.com. And PNC Bank at PNC.com. Here are the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio here on KDKA 1020 AM. And man, it's the last segment. I'm not going to get depressed because we come back every single Friday here at 7 o'clock. And I've got a great co-host with me. He's been flying the long flight to Hawaii with me. I have Jeremy Garvey from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. So, Jeremy, what do you think so far? It's great, Jonathan. i got to tell you, I don't know how you guys um, have done this. I, we were talking, and uh, you said you're going to go over your 1,000th interview. We're um, counting down to it, yes. I mean, it's unbelievable what you, Audrey, and the council have done, um, you know, highlighting companies and folks in the ecosystem in Western Pennsylvania. Um, it's a great service that the, the council's doing, uh, getting the message out. And, I mean, there's companies out there that are unbelievably, um, uh, have, have made tremendous strides. And, you know, you're giving them, um, uh, uh, we're, you're giving folks a glimpse at it. And, you know, um, it's, it's a great way to tell those stories. Absolutely. Thank you. And just real fast, if people know, you're from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney, and you guys have been foundational to the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Obviously, one of the founding fathers of the PTC was the folks from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. And obviously, your support helps us do things like this show and all the other things that we do with the council, whether it's TEQ Magazine or our Venture Outs and all that kind of fun stuff that you guys are partners with us in. It's fantastic stuff. Thank you. And and we're, we're, uh, we find our partnership great. Um, it's a long history. Um, you know, I was not there in the beginning, but there are a number of folks who were um, uh, very important to that relationship, and we're glad that we can continue to sustain it. So thanks for having us. Absolutely. Now, we've got a really cool guest here today. I've been really looking forward to having Bob McCutcheon from PricewaterhouseCoopers stop by the studio today because we're talking about disruptive technologies, especially in the manufacturing setting, because, man, technology and manufacturing are like peanut butter and jelly, man. They go together, and there's some really neat things happening amongst the Internet of Things, IoT. Everyone's been talking about the Internet of Things. So, Bob, welcome to the show today. No, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, so quickly, tell us about yourself real quick and what you do with Pricewaterhouse. And uh, I, you were alluding ahead that you feel comfortable in the studio because you're like a, you're a musician. You're, you... Well, I'm a, I'm a struggling musician, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Maybe a closet musician, but I guess not anymore. No, um, you're not. Yeah, so I, I absolutely enjoy playing and, uh, and spending some time in the studio, but uh, yeah, that's that's the hobby. That's the hobby. Yeah, my day job is talking about manufacturing. Exactly, exactly. And how long have you been with Price Waterhouse for? Uh, Twenty-four years now. Nice. Uh, yeah, I started with a firm here in Pittsburgh, and I, I manage the Pittsburgh office. Okay. But I also have a national role leading all of our industrial products sector for the U.S. firm. You're a busy dude, man. Yeah, it's fun. You're a busy, busy dude. And also, Price Waterhouse Coopers is a key sponsor of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Help us with our state of the industry report, where we track all the data. So we're glad to have you on board with that. 
talks about the Internet of Things. Does my toaster need to talk to the Internet? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think everything's going to be talking to everything. It's, it's amazing how the world has changed. Um, you know, you mentioned disruptive technology. I think often when people think of manufacturing, they have an old school sort of thought exactly. around what the world of manufacturing is. And the reality is some of the most technologically advanced jobs that we have are actually in the manufacturing sector. And one of the biggest opportunities is the connectivity of all of these pieces of equipment and, you know, the the advancements that we've made, particularly in cloud technology, um, have really allowed a lot of these um, manufacturers to connect all of the data uh, and really start to think in a bigger mm -hmm. way about how to make business decisions. Um, so it's, it's, you know, still cutting edge. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Right now, there's a lot of companies thinking about the sensor technology, the gathering of the information. Um, what still has yet to come is what do you do with the information once you have it? Um, and so big data analytics, predictive analytics, um, the power of, mm -hmm. of what we have to work with going forward is just immense. Bob, when you look across the board and you have um, manufacturers who've done things um, for years the same way, and there's a fundamental shift because now they can look at and collect data, and as you say, they've, they've got this data and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. It's got to be um, a, um, it, it's got to be tremendously interesting to them as they kind of say, "Oh wow, we're tracking all of this stuff, and now we can start to put that to use." Um, when when you guys look at the state of the industry, is that sort of the biggest challenge? The what do we do with the data, or are there other things that we just don't see out there that are challenging? No, I think that is the biggest question. It's almost drowning in information, and and now it's we have it, but what do we do with it? Exactly, pools um, and pools of it, and buckets of it. But like, what do I do with all yeah, of this? Yeah, it's it's data overload, right? We've right. talked about that before, but now it's it's just magnified um, with with the ability to capture so many different pieces of information. Um, and then centralize that. So if you think about how a manufacturing facility may have worked in the past, it was isolated. You know, the equipment at a particular location may have talked to one another, but to grab that across the globe, across all of your facilities, and house that in a data warehouse, it's just boatloads of information, and it really gets to what's the power of the analytic and what kind of decision-making can you actually drive. And that's that's the struggle companies are having is what do you actually do with it? What do you do with it? Exactly. But before you even get the data, let's talk a little bit about a study that Price Waterhouse did because it's some very unique findings about how manufacturers are or are not mm -hmm. using technology. And if you're not using the technology, then you're not getting the data. So tell us a little bit about this study because you guys do tons of studies. I mean, you guys are like the thought leaders when it comes to this stuff. Tell us about this. Yeah, so we had, uh, we had been exploring disruptive technology and manufacturing for probably 12 or 18 months now. And the Internet of Things was one in a series of, of areas that we had focused. And the piece that we had done really surveyed about 150 U.S. companies trying to understand where they were in the evolution, where are they in the maturity of using the Internet of Things for manufacturing. And not surprisingly, it's still very early stage. Uh, so again, getting to, to your question around, you know, where are companies struggling, I think it gets back to an acknowledgement that there's tremendous power in sensor technology and the connectivity and the data, but they're still in the very early stages yet. So I think the study just raised the awareness For sure. of, of where we are right now. Absolutely. Um, are there other themes? I mean, you, you um, PwC has a great roster of clients in, in, the, in just the survey information that you have. Um, what are other themes that your clients are telling you about IoT in, in manufacturing? Um, I mean, there's got to be things that are challenging them and worrying them beyond just the volumes of data. 
um, or I, I mean, you, you guys have a tremendous glimpse into what what sort of worries the world before right. it gets to the rest of us. What, yeah, what are you hearing? I, I think if you look at at the boardroom of the C suite, probably the biggest uh, topic of conversation is around innovation and disruption. Um, and it's not just about how can we as a company use the information, but what are our comp- competitors doing, right? So how do we make sure we don't fall behind and how do we make sure that we as a company are not disrupted by somebody else? So it's disrupt or be disrupted, right? Um, so I think it really gets back to how do we think about new business models going forward? And to give you an example, it's not just about collecting data and using that data for purposes of operational efficiency or quality or safety, but how do I create new business models where I have products as services, right? So not only am I selling a product, but that product has connectivity to it that allows us to monitor that performance and to actually create services out of that connectivity beyond just selling the product itself. So new business models are evolving as a result of this. And so in the boardroom, how do we think about our business model and how we can evolve that business model before our competitors do. Ah, interesting. This is, I'm curious, this is probably a question both you guys could answer. What kind of legal implications happen around this? When there are new business models and these types of connectivities are being created, I'm sure it's opening up a whole new world of, of implications when you're talking back and forth and having products and, and, and machines that are now, you know, literally collecting data and people maybe don't want that data collected. Am I on the right track oh, here? Yeah, now? absolutely. I mean, I, I can't speak from a legal perspective, but just from a business perspective, I think, you know, privacy um, and access and um, security of data is certainly a big issue yeah. as well as intellectual property. Um, so just having all of that information out there and securing it certainly is, is a concern that companies yeah. Jeremy, are you seeing anything out there these days around yeah. that? Yeah, I think those are really themes that you would see. I mean, who owns it? I mean, you know, the the, the question of... The data is out there, but who actually owns it? Um, obviously, personally identified information um, is something that is very sensitive beyond just, um, and, and that has a, um, as Bob knows, that has a great reach. If you go to Europe, um, the definition of personally identified information totally is, different, huh? is completely different. And so, you know, you have um, ownership issues, you have um, privacy issues, you have, you know, where do you put this stuff? I mean, it's a question of, um, you know, if you're collecting it and you're putting it in a repository, where does it go? And, you know, who, who keeps that? And, um, because there is value in a whole host of things, but there's probably some things that aren't terribly valuable, but it costs something, you know, notwithstanding the, that it's a lot cheaper than it used to be to keep, you know, data that you never are going to see. So I think, um, particularly with, uh, um, connectivity too. There, there is beyond the personally identified part of it, there is the privacy aspect of it. I mean, you know, you get, all of us get the click throughs. Um, and even in the industrial side, if you're sending information, it's what, what are people getting, um, through, uh, the, the interactions that you're sending back and forth. And do you want other people to know that? And, For sure. and get to it. Right. Absolutely. I'm just reminding our listeners, we were talking to Bob McCutcheon from Price Waterhouse Coopers, coming here to talk about everything about the Internet of Things and really everything is just technologies that are disrupting manufacturing these days. And it's kind of, it's, it's crazy. And it's so cool that Price Waterhouse is, is looking into this stuff because we need to know. And it helps us be able to plan around it and, and, and do things accordingly. So what else are you seeing out there right now when it comes to a disruptive uh, technologies? Anything outside of Internet of Things that we're thinking about? We've got a couple minutes left before we yeah, wind sure. up. I, yeah, sure. You know, I think the, the theme across you know, a variety of technologies um, where we're spending time um, 
doing studies and thinking about the impact, disruptive impact, it's um, obviously the Internet of Things, but also advanced robotics, 3D printing, um, artificial intelligence, right? So thinking about um, avatar technology and definitely, artificial definitely. intelligence. And there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh right now in all of those areas. So this is a, you know, it's a great region to be in from a technology perspective because there's a lot of real, you know, innovation going on in all of these uh, spaces. But um, all of those have a significant impact to manufacturing. And so we're looking at all of those right now. For sure. Yeah. Now, Bob, you are, you blog a lot. Like, I mean, besides the research, you're also putting your own stuff out there through Pricewaterhouse. You've got lots of ways people can link up with you and follow what you're doing because I think this is such interesting stuff, man. We would love, you know, to be able to tell our listeners like they can, they want to learn more. And we're, plus, we're gonna have you back on the show a few more times as well. This is something we, we need. We need you back on a regular basis to keep us up to speed. So that's gonna be happening as well. But in the meantime, I want to I want to read more. Where can I go and check you out? Sure. Well, uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at McCutcheon uh, Bob. That's M C C U T C H E O N. Okay. B O B. Um, also, Robert McCutcheon uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, that, that would be the PwC Industrial Products Leader. And you can also find us on um, the Industrial Insights blog at pwc.com. Great stuff, Bob McCutcheon from Price Water. Kind of cool. It might be saying something, though. Yeah, but okay. I, I, I think enough. it's okay, though. I mean, yeah, my yeah. toaster could teach your toaster something and vice versa. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Our toasters will talk. This All has right. been Jonathan Kirsting and Jeremy Garvey. I'm from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and Jeremy's from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. Learn more about the council at pghtech.org and Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney at bipc.com. We'll see you next week. The preceding has been paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Information on the program was intended solely to further the public's general knowledge about the product. Opinions expressed should not be relied upon for any purpose by any member of the audience. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.